Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and if you are joining us right now, you are here for yet another episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road. It is a glorious early November day today, and everything is wonderful here in Northeast Ohio. The sun is out. Uh, the temperature is an amazing 70 degrees. Uh, I actually was able to take my sweatshirt off today and walk around in just a t-shirt, which doesn't often happen around here this time of year, uh, so it's very well, very welcome. So hopefully wherever you're at, you're having a great day. Um, I have, I, I regret to inform you that I am sick right now. I woke up with a nice scratchy throat, which is slowly getting scratchier, and uh, you know, a face that feels like it's been pumped full of cotton. So uh, it's my second head cold of the school year, so, you know, exciting times. But I was making a note of this today. It's, it's funny how I can go out, and any of us can go out and explore and roll around in asbestos and uh, mushy ceiling tiles, and mold, and lead paint, and you come home completely fine, right? But as soon as I'm in the classroom for a couple days with a bunch of kids, all right, sneezing and hacking all over the place, you know, not 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 washing their hands and all that good stuff, I, I come up with this, all right, this crazy head cold. So, I mean, maybe it was them, I don't know, I'm going to assume it was, because uh, my classroom is a, is a Petri dish of of virulent diseases and such uh, from everybody sneezing. So, But nonetheless, we are here to tell some stories for you guys. I would not pass up a chance to tell you a story, sick or not. I am here to do that, so uh, we will be doing that today. Um, I am very much looking forward to this weekend. Uh, sick or not, I am going out exploring. Uh, I'm heading out to Western PA again uh, with a friend of mine to check out a an abandoned World War II ordnance plant that's in the middle of nowhere. And I've been there before, but never with uh, the, the, the skill level and the tech level that I have now. So I'm very much looking forward to, to, to reshooting that and to get some hopefully some good shots there. Of course, we'll share that with all you guys on, on Mr. P Explorers on Facebook. All right, that'll all be down there at some point. But um, I'm excited. Whether I'm sick or not, I'm going, and I'm going to have a good time. But uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody's having a great week out there. It looks like it's going to be a great weekend for exploring. Uh, we uh, should have warm weather this weekend, so get out there, and, and while the getting's good, uh, cold weather is coming, all right? And you know what that means. It means 20 degrees, it means bundling up in three layers, it means snow, it means ice, it means all of those fun things. Um, you know, it's a whole different ball game coming up here again, as always, but uh, enjoy it while it lasts, all right? I, for one, am looking forward to the cold season. Uh, I sweat like, like, like a dog, all right? So... It'll be nice to actually, you know, go into an abandoned building and not come out drenched in my own juices, all right? Uh, <laughs> so, um, but today I thought, you know what, it's been a little while. We're going we're gonna to dive back into the Empire State. We are going back to New York uh, to talk a little bit about some adventures there that I had back in 2019. Um, I have been to New York multiple times. Most of those times have been to Buffalo, uh, the western end of, of the state, uh, Buffalo, Niagara Falls area. There's some. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Buffalo is a really cool area. There's. Uh, it's very much like Cleveland. All right. It could be almost like a sister city. There's lots of cool stuff going on up there. Uh, so if you're ever out that way, definitely check out Buffalo. Abandoned or otherwise, there's some great stuff to see. A lot of cool sites and historical situations going on out there. Um, but what I want to focus on is the eastern side of the state. All right. New York City and its surrounding environment. Uh, I have been to New York City exactly twice. Uh, back in 2019, 
uh, at the end of the summer, and then in October of that same year, we made two different trips out that way to go check out various things, and man, did we have some adventures. Um, I had to sit down and actually, you know, kind of outline everything, and there's no way I'd be able to get this onto one episode, so we're going to break this up and, and do a little bit here and there, um, but today what I want to focus on are two islands, uh, two very famous islands with lots of awesome abandoned sites on them. Uh, and, and the two that I'm talking about here are Staten Island and, of course, the big one, Long Island, which, to be honest, it lives up to its name. Uh, I did not realize how long Long Island really was when we first went to New York. It doesn't look that big on the map, but when you, when you find out how long it is from Trenton, New Jersey to Montauk Point, you find out that it's about four hours. So it is a long, you know, long, it's a, it's a long island. Uh, uh, they, they were definitely, uh, they knew what they were doing when they named it. But um, I'm going to try to fit both of these places in. Uh, both both islands that we went to had some crazy, creepy things, and, and there's a lot of cool history that goes with it. I'm going to try to tell you guys that story here today uh, of, of those places. If I don't get through all of it, eh, we'll save it for another episode. But we'll see. I want to kind of keep it to a half hour, 35 minutes. We'll see where we're at. All right. Uh, and if I'm sniffling, I apologize. That's just part of the gig today. Um, you know, you get sick. You got to deal with that. Uh, but I want to start off just by saying that when we went to New York, uh, when we went to go check out Long Island, the first time we went, we stayed in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, we had some things in New Jersey we wanted to look at. It was kind of more of a, was, first of all, it was cheaper. Um, staying in New York is ungodly expensive. I, I don't know how anybody can keep up with living there. I, I have no idea. But, I mean, the hotels there to stay one night, it was insane. So we stayed out in Trenton. Um, and drove in, you know, from there. I want to. I want to begin by saying I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I've driven in a lot of places. I've driven in Chicago. I've driven in L.A. But I have never seen anything as insane as the Cross Island Expressway. What the hell is going on with the Cross Island Expressway? That place is a parking lot at every hour of the day or night. Uh, getting through there um, is a test in sanity. Um, I've never driven on a highway and 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 not moved uh, as little as I did that day that we were there. Uh, it was it was like we spent an hour parked in basically one place. We could have put it in park and turned the car off and been completely fine. Um, in Queens, I don't know what was going on that day, but it was it was it might just be normal. Uh, but it was it was holy shit. <laughs> Let me tell you what. All right. So if you're ever if you're ever traveling, you know, from 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 you know, between we were traveling through Trenton to get to Long Island, you have to go down the Cross Island Expressway to the Long Island Expressway. Just it's a pain in the ass. Uh traffic in general. Those highways were not built for modern traffic flow. They just weren't. Uh, a lot of them were built in the 30s, 40s when, you know, people were just starting to be like, "Hey, let's buy a car." And now they're just kind of you, you can't widen them because there's so much sprawl on both sides and you you can't you can't take they're like two lanes you know two lanes on both sides you have two lanes basically where there should be like six or seven lanes and it just as you can imagine it piles up um, but we you know we 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 braved it to go to Long Island and eventually luckily we were able to get over there and uh, of course the first place we went. The first place we went to go explore in Long Island is one of those classic places that everybody knows about, especially on the eastern seaboard. I know you guys are probably like, oh, God, he's going to talk about this again. Everybody talks about this place. Everybody's been there. Um, and that's Kings Park. Kings Park Psychiatric Hospital. Now, to you guys on the east coast, 
it, again, it's it's famous, it's infamous, whatever you want to call it. Uh, everybody's been there. It's a huge complex, uh, you know. But to us it, it, in, in the Midwest, you know, on this side of things, it, it's a place that we don't we don't we don't have places like that. We don't have giant psychiatric hospitals. Psychiatric hospitals. You guys on the Eastern Seaboard, you specialize in those, right? Those are that's your thing. You guys are they're, they're everywhere, even though they're tearing most of them down at this point. But. Uh, in 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 you know Ohio, Michigan, you know Illinois, Indiana, they're, they're gone. There are none. They've been torn down or repurposed, or you know they're long gone. You can't really explore them anymore. So uh, to this, this was a treat. You know I had never been to a place like this before. This was my first psychiatric hospital. All right, I hadn't even been to to Northville in in, in Michigan by this point. So this was my first time at a, at a psych hospital, and it blew my mind. Um, if you've never read up on Kings Park, Kings Park uh, goes back uh, all the way back to like 1885. All right, we're talking like you know tr- before the turn of the century. Um, it started off, you know, it added buildings as it went, but by the end, by the time it closed in 1996, we're talking over a hundred buildings, you know, cottages and you know laundry buildings and power plants and and dormitories and you, know, you name it, they had it. Uh, it was a huge, huge place. Uh, and a lot of it's been torn down, but there are still uh, dozens and dozens of buildings. And what's crazy about the campus is it is now a park. You can actually go and park and like play frisbee. Like it's just this wide open area. You can walk your dog. You can, you know, there are probably you know paths there. Uh, and in and in the middle of all this are these abandoned buildings, these giant, massive, towering, abandoned hospital structures. All right. Um, the most famous, of course, of which is Building 93, uh, this this massive 13-story, you know, just, just behemoth of a building. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, the first time we went there, though, we did not we did not hit Building 93. Uh, we did not get a chance to hit that. We we did go over to the other side of the property, and we hit. Uh, well, there are actually three buildings combined together. This massive complex of buildings, Building 21 and 22, which uh, they're, they're basically these two identical buildings. Um, they were built in 67. Um, and they were basically used for patient housing and uh, hospital admissions and, and all that stuff. Uh, building seven is connected to that. They had medical and surgical stuff going on there, uh, again, built in 66, but, uh, it was, they're all connected together, uh, there. And the greatest thing about this, this campus is it's all connected by steam tunnels. Um, if you had the balls to go down in there and you could probably walk from place to place underground and not be seen. Most of those tunnels are still there, as far as I know, but you could get lost. I mean, really lost, like like Stephen King's It Lost in the Sewers type, type situation. I mean, they are, you know, unless you know where you're going, or you could get seriously turned around and not find your way back out. They're that crazy. Uh, we did not hit the tunnels when we were there, but we hit Building 21, 22, and 7, which are these giant, you know, this giant facility. Um, and I, I had never been in a place like this. So these long, long hallways. Just it, and it was a gloomy day to begin with. It was a, it was a, a late summer day, or, or late summer uh, you know afternoon. We were there. Uh, it was gloomy. Uh, it had been raining earlier. Um, it was just a gloomy, you know, humid kind of situation. And uh, it, it fit. It, it was perfect. The mood inside was perfect. Uh, the shadows were just right. Um, it was just these long, creepy hallways, and you know, every time a breeze would kick up, doors would slam shut. 
or slam open. So you know you had this this big vibe. It just was a vibe there. I didn't I didn't pick up anything weird there, but I'm sure um, I would not be surprised if there's you know paranormal stuff going on in those buildings. There's just so much that probably happened there. You know, these are psychiatric hospitals. They're not happy-go-lucky places. They're not fun places. But uh, these buildings um, just totally ransacked. I mean, totally ransacked. The, the scrappers have been there and. You know, the vandals have all been there, and there's lots of urban urban art. And um, we did run into a group of kids there, though. Um, we were we were somewhere up on, like, the top floor, and we heard these kids yelling and shouting outside. We could see them, and they were, like, in this courtyard area. And uh, they came into the building, too. And we're like, oh, shit, this is going to be fun. Because um, we, you know, when we go exploring, we try to be quiet so no one is drawn to the building that we're in. You know, we don't want anybody showing up and being like, you know, what's all that noise? You know, somebody else is making the noise and we get busted for them for them doing that. So we we try to avoid these kids. We basically play hide and seek with these kids. Wherever we heard them, we'd go the other way. Well, you know, eventually what what wound up happening was they ran into us when we least expected it and um our first, our, our first, our first thing that we wanted to do was take off. We wanted to like go go hide somewhere, you know. And they're like kids; they're not. They probably weren't even out of high school. I'm assuming these were high school kids, right? But they finally caught up with us, and we actually had a conversation with them. And they let us know, hey, just be careful. You know, th- these kids were giving us advice. You know, being being crazy and being loud. They're like, don't you know? Don't don't the cops come and they, they they check these buildings out once in a while? And if they come in, they come in. They come in with dogs and they they walk every floor. And I'm like. And here you guys are making a lot of noise. Like, why? Why are you? Why are you doing this? Um, luckily for us, they left, and we were back, you know, alone again. Uh, and we we did not walk this entire place. We, it would have taken us all day to explore this complex. Just every floor. We're talking thirteen floors here, or uh, not thirteen floors. I'm sorry. This was this was more like a five floor building, but it was so expansive with all these different wings uh, going everywhere. It would have taken forever. But. Uh, Definitely, definitely a cool experience for a first um, psychiatric hospital. Unfortunately, that building, that building doesn't have any that I know of have any hydrotherapy tubs or you know any of the stuff that would have been like really fun to shoot. Um, I, I found out later they're in a different building altogether, which we have never gotten to. But that's another story. Uh, the second time we went, we we did go to building ninety three. Building ninety three. Um, is this like 13 story neoclassic building it was built in 1939 so at the end of the depression you know right as world war 2 was ready to kick off this 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 massive it's a beautiful building you can tell like they put a lot of resources in it. it's a huge just a beautiful building uh and it was used for patient housing it was dormitory it was a dormitory um and as you know, as 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 the population began to decline, and these you know, as, as the seventies were going on, you know, they they started emptying these places out. And they'd close off the floors, starting with the upper floors. So every couple of years, a floor would close off. They'd seal that floor off and and, and move everything down. Um, and by the time they closed it in ninety six, you know, it was basically down to the last couple floors. So you have this huge building in various states of decay as you go up up the stairwell. Uh, it took us a while to get in. Uh, it is a tricky way to get. You had to you had to do some serious contortion to climb into this thing. But once we got in there, we spent hours there. Uh, building ninety three. Uh, there's something to see on every floor. Every floor is different. Every floor has really cool artwork on it. Um, again, the long hallways, the, the the crazy cool. You know, there's still some fixtures left behind. Somebody at one point had thrown a ton of old hospital beds down one of the stairwells. So one of the stairwells, you look down the stairwell, and it's completely jammed up with old rusty beds. 
I don't know how or how they got these beds into place to make this actually happen, but you know, this just pile of rusty old uh, beds in one of the stairwells. Uh, the ground floor was where they had stored all the old beds. If you, if you were able to get to the ground floor, um, they had stored all of these things, all of the material, all, all the, all the, you know, the, 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 beds and the tables and anything they had used in the dormitories were stored in the ground floor of this place. Well, at some point someone had lit the thing on fire and they probably, they, they burned everything. So the, the bottom floor had just this huge massive room of what i assume was like a like a an, either either a, a cafeteria or uh, some kind of event hall for the, the patients and they had stuffed all this stuff in there and it was just like just just rusted rusted wreckage throughout the whole thing uh you know uh i, I don't know i the, the history of the place i'm sure somebody would know i'm not sure exactly when the, the fire might have happened i'm assuming it was after 96 but you know it's hard to say but um Building 93 is is just this incredible building. Uh, you can go all the way to the roof. There's a uh, basically an attic floor. Uh, it's just got like boards across across the the wooden joists of the of the floor. So you can be very careful. There's like boards place where you can walk. And if you step through it, I'm assuming you fall down through into the next floor down. I don't know. We we tried not to find out. Um, but it was a very cool place. Uh, that same trip, that second trip we were there, we actually got into the power plant. Uh, it's a psychiatric hospital, and this place was like a small city, all right? Kings Park's like a big city. It's like a city in itself. Um, and to power all of that, they had built a power plant in 1967 that handled all of all of it. It was a coal-powered plant. Um, we thought we, we thought it was it was almost too easy to get into this place. There was a, a window wide open you could crawl into on the ground floor, and we did. Um, and this, this was my first power plant. I'd never been in a power plant before, so it was kind of interesting. It was a small power plant, but nonetheless, it was, it was, you know, all the pipes and the, the, just the the networks of different catwalks and stuff. And and a lot of it was just rusted, was sitting there, um, just as it had been abandoned and it hadn't been scrapped out too much. There was a lot of junk that had been piled up in there from, from the the hospital. They they must've used it as storage. I don't know. Uh, we almost got caught at the power plant. Um, there was, uh, and, and this place is patrolled. There are rangers, since this is a part of the park system, there are rangers roaming around in these little jeeps with the lights on top, right? And uh, this wasn't a ranger, but it was one of the maintenance workers. Now, he pulls into the parking lot out back, and we're just, you know, we're up we're up on the coal hopper. There's a coal hopper, a very, a giant coal hopper with a conveyor belt on the top floor. And we were up there shooting, and we swore this guy. He had to have seen us. We were in plain sight. Uh, and he was parked down there for a good half hour, and I swear, I, I thought for sure he was calling him back up. You know, we were, we were hiding, we were waiting, and uh, luckily, he must have just been eating lunch, maybe. That was it. And then he just took off after a while, and we, we scrambled on down there and got out uh, just to make sure. Just to double, double check right you never you know if you think that maybe somebody's coming back just just get out and that was our that was our that was our our uh our gut check to get out of there but uh and that's all i've ever seen of king's park i know there's so much more there's the quad uh there's all these other buildings that would be awesome to get into but sadly uh, i have not been able to get back there i would love to go back and especially this time of year this is the best time of year to go because all the foliage is dying off and you can see everything uh, but so far, nothing. I'm hoping next year maybe we'll get up that way. I don't care what time of the year it is, but uh, we'd be lovely to get back up there. 
Uh, speaking of psychiatric hospitals, after we finished off uh, the first trip up there, after we finished off with uh, with 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 Kings Park, uh, we headed back towards New York City and we hit up what was left of another psychiatric hospital, which was called Pilgrim State Pilgrim State Hospital. Uh, most of that is now gone or renovated. They have renovated a lot of the buildings into office space and uh, different things like that, doctors' offices, that kind of thing. Uh, but the thing that we were really interested in was the power plant of Pilgrim State. Um, if you've never heard of this power plant, again, it, it, and, and this one was va- this one was huge. Uh, it just, just it, it was just this it looked like a fortress. It was built. I, I don't know what style it was even built in, but it was this massive, massive power plant. Um, it had arches, like this thing, these massive arches. And what I can only say, like, if you're familiar with uh, uh, medieval um, architecture, like, like, like flying buttresses is what it looked like. These, these crazy big arches that connected everything together, these massive windows. Uh, it was just, a, it was an imposing structure. It was just this berserk, huge building. And at one point, it had powered all of Pilgrim State. Um, we're talking five, six stories up. Uh, and, uh, to get into this thing, you know, we had to park in what I, I, I think it was like a, like an industrial park that was kind of like on the other side of the property and you know, we parked among all these other cars that were there and we just kind of walked on over and nobody gave us any problems. Uh, to get into this place though, you had to climb over, uh, and it looked like somebody had, had patched one of the doors over with, with metal sheeting and tried to weld it shut. Well, somebody had peeled that back and you had to climb over that to get in well you know welded steel uh even if peeled can be sharp and i i just about lost my um ability to reproduce by climbing over this thing but we got in all right and uh wow all right this place was huge again this was this was a place that to that point i'd never seen a, a power plant that you know i'd never been in a power plant that was this big and it just it's just the rust and the rusted machines and the stairwells and the just everything was rusted and a lot of the machinery was still there that's the great part a lot of these power plants you see are, are scrapped out a lot of stuff has been taken out of there but this had a lot of its machinery still left conveyor belts um, all of that stuff um now, this is where I lost my fear of heights, all right? To get to the top floor where all the good stuff was, that's where the coal hopper was, that's where some of the conveyor belts were, you know, where the, where the coal came up. Uh, this was like, it was like, a, like an elevated railroad track that was once outside. They'd bring the coal in, and the coal would dump into the hopper, and the, the conveyor belts would take it up to the top floor and then dump it into the, into the coal hopper, and then from there it would go into the, into the machine, right, to, to, to burn. Um, to get up to that floor, you had to go up three or four stories of this 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 rickety rusted metal like mesh metal stairwell this wasn't like a concrete stairwell this was like like metal mesh you know like you see in industrial buildings but it was just it was just straight up you had to go up and uh you could see right down through your feet and there was nothing on any side of you but down and into the machinery so you know at that point i still hadn't i, I was still you know relatively heights were not good at that point you know i've come a long way in heights i used to be terrified of heights all right but uh you know climbing up this thing kind of cured that of me because once we got to the top that's when everything was just the, the amazing stuff came into view all right all these old machines were up up above that so i really lost my 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 fear of heights by going up on top of this thing um while we were there though kind of cool we met up with other explorers it was kind of neat we met these these kids eh, they were probably 
I want to say 18, 19 years old somewhere. They were from the Bronx. All right, they were the Puerto Rican dudes and one girl, and they were there, and we kind of scared them, and they kind of scared us, and they were like, "Oh, dude, how's it going?" And they, 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 we, you know, you exchange some stories, and you know, you exchange your Instagram accounts and whatever else. But it was kind of cool to run into somebody from that area, you know, uh, briefly. But uh, yeah, it was kind of neat. But uh, I would love to go back there again. I don't know what the status of it is. I know it's still there. I know it's still up. It hasn't been torn down. But uh, I would love to go back and reshoot that, knowing what I know now. Uh, the shots I got weren't horrible, but I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, shooting at 400 ISO when you don't need to, you know, made for a lot of grain. So I would love to go back and see that. Um, but again, I, I don't know what the status is. No idea. But it, it's definitely I, I would just the, the place is so big and so. Just, 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 you look up and you're in awe of this place. It's just huge. So, so two power plants in one day and a psychiatric hospital. Not too shabby. Uh, we did, on our way back through, stop in a little town called Amityville. Now, some of you may be familiar with Amityville. Um, Amityville is the site of a very famous paranormal story, the Amityville Horror. Uh, Maybe some of you heard of this. I don't know. Uh, back in 1974, in 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 November of 1974, uh, there was a small house on an unimposing street. It was this nice, calm suburban street in Amityville. Amityville's not that far from New York City. You know, it's a, it's a commuter town, um, right on the canal along the Long Island Sound. Right, it's beautiful. They had a, a, a boathouse out back. It was this nice little house. Uh, it was a Dutch colonial house. It had like this crazy. It looks like a barn roof almost, and it had these two little, uh, two little uh, windows, like these round windows in the front of it. They look like eyes. Okay, um, and uh, in that house, uh, November thirteenth, nineteen seventy-four, uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Uh, kills his entire family with a thirty-five caliber rifle. Like murders them all in their sleep. And uh, when he's questioned as to why, he swears up and down that there were voices in his head telling him to kill them. All right, the, the, the devil or demons were trying to get him to do this. Um, you know, evil spirits were in the house, and they they made him do this. All right, and uh, you know they put him away. Obviously, I don't I don't even know if he's still alive or not. I don't know if they ever put him to the chair, and I don't know what they did with him. But uh, he obviously went to jail for a long, long time. All right, so here's this house that had this horrific murder in it. All right, and uh, not long after, another family moves in. The Lutz family moves in. All right, in December of '75, uh, they move in, and they get this house cheap. Right, there's this massive house. It's like 400 square, or I'm sorry, 4,000 square foot house. They get it for 80,000, which back in those days was a steal. It was a big house. That was a steal for a house. Right, they move in, and as soon as they do, uh, they regret it. They, find, they 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 realize why this house was so cheap. Um, According to their story, horrible things began to happen. And, you know, it started subtly with little knocks and little things happening. Um, eventually, they had, like, blood in their toilet. They had, you know, green slime, this un unknown green slime oozing from the walls, supposedly. Uh, they had, uh, you know, eyes. You could see eyes staring in, you know, red eyes staring in their windows. Uh, you know, the the wife was was levitating in bed. All this crazy stuff that you would you would totally put in with demonic possession was happening in this house. They were smelling sulfur and and feces and all kinds of stuff that you should not be smelling in a house like this. This was not just a, a simple case of the sewers backing up. It was like supposedly it was a horrible thing. They even called in uh, two of the most famous paranormal 
investigators at the time, Ed and Lorraine Warren got called into this and uh, you know, a whole big investigation happened and supposedly they caught all kinds of evidence of, of there truly being a demon in this house and uh, you know, eventually um, within 28 days, the Lutz family moved the hell out of that house and they left all of their stuff there. They just left. Uh, they did not come back. Um, you know, and, and that was it. Uh, and, 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 you know, this huge to do, to do was made of this story. Uh, there was a, a 1977 book called the Amityville horror, which was, was written by Jay Anson. And, uh, all, all of the, this whole story was, was put down onto paper. Um, and eventually they made a movie in 1979 and, and just this whole, you know, a series of movies based on this, this supposedly haunted house with this demon living in it. Now, uh, people that moved in later never said anything about demons. There was never any ghosts, but but it has exchanged hands multiple times. This house has been resold multiple times. You know, to my knowledge, no one's ever seen a demon past that point. So who knows? But we did stop on that street. We 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 found out where it was at, and we drove up to it. And of course, we had to shoot the house. We had to. Um, and if, <laughs> when you pull up to the house, again, it's this very quiet street. You know, it looks like any neighborhood anywhere, right? Nice, quiet street. Neighbors, you know, probably are, are very nice. Uh, tree-lined street, just beautiful, right? Birds birds singing, little breeze. You know, it's just a beautiful day. Um, th- there's a fence around the yard that says, you know, please do not pass this, you know, do, do not trespass. Uh, you know, video, video surveillance, all that stuff. I'm sure they get a lot of visitors to this house. It is very famous. You know, the, the, the people who are into the, the, the creepy, you know, the, the paranormal stuff. This is like, you know, jackpot for them. But uh, we stayed a, 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 you know, out in the street. We shot from the street. We weren't going to get anything close to the house. I don't want to bug them. I'm sure they're used to people with cameras rolling up uh, on this place. But we... You know, we spent some time there and we left, but it was kind of cool to see this place. It was like this, this, you know, this is a piece of, 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 you know, weird American history. So to see the house itself, you know, I saw the movie when I was a kid, um, you know, way back in the day. So to actually see this place, it just, and it didn't feel, it didn't feel demonic. I mean, just looking at the house, it just seemed like every other house, but who knows? You know, we didn't go inside of it, obviously. So who knows? Who knows what the situation is? But it was a very, it was a very surreal place to be. Um... You know, while we were in Amityville, we were also introduced to the glories of 7-Eleven empanadas. Oh my God, uh, 7-Eleven! I, I'm sure we're all familiar with 7-Eleven, right? Little little uh, convenience store. You, know, you can get your you can get your Slurpees, slushies, what whatnot, uh, big gulps, that kind of stuff. Um, and they had uh, empanadas, which is a, a Mexican thing. And oh my God, I I fell in love with uh, with 7-Eleven empanadas. Just this this nice, hot, crispy, taco like thing. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, demons and empanadas in, in Amityville. All right. Um, on our way back through, on our way back through to New York, uh, into New York City, we stopped at a really cool place, uh, a former military base, a former military fort, right there on the edge of Long Island. We stopped at a place called Fort Totten. All right, Fort Totten. Uh, it was a former active U.S. Uh, States Army, United States Army installation. Um, uh, and technically, it's in Queens. Uh, it's it's right there on the edge of Long Island, but uh, it's right on Little Neck Bay, uh, where the East River comes into Long Island Sound. And so it's this, it's this really scenic area. Um, you know, all that's there today. It's a, it's a park. It's run by the City of New York. Uh, the U.S. Army Reserves uh, kind of maintains a presence there. I think some of their people live there. It's a park today. Uh, when we first pulled up, 
you know, we weren't sure how to handle this. They had a, a you know, like a booth, like an with an army guy, and they were like, "Is this like a military base? You know, can we go in there?" Uh, we were kind of scared to drive up, but we finally drove up, and the guy's like, "Yeah, just you got to park over there, and you can walk in. You can't you can't drive your car in, but you can walk." So we parked our car and we walked. And this this place is huge. It's a huge, you know, it's a huge place. Um, and there are a lot of abandoned buildings there. A lot of the original uh, buildings that were built for this army base are now. Uh, completely abandoned. You, they're fenced off. You can't get to them. They're collapsing. You, you can see into them, but you can't get into them, uh, which is too bad because they would have made amazing photos inside. You know, the stairwells were all exposed and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, there are Civil War fortifications still there. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, they were doing repairs, so we could not get down by the water where all the, 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 the cannon emplacements and stuff were. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. It looks amazing. Uh, and in fact, I want to say, I don't know if it was Fort Totten or Fort Tilden where they shot uh, for for um, Game of Thrones. They shot some scenes down there from, from from the fort. I don't know if it was Fort Totten, though. It might have been Fort Tilden. Fort Tilden's another another nearby fort on, on the river. But, um, yeah. Um, there's definitely this like, like feeling of like, like off-limits areas. Um, th- there are whole areas that are still fenced off with razor wire. Uh, where the reserves are, so it kind of feels, it kind of has this like weird Area 51 feel to it. Uh, you're walking along these streets, and you'll see just areas fenced off. These nice big areas where you know you can't go to, and it's where the the the, the reserves do their marching and training and all that. Um, just officers' quarters. There's, there's an old, there's a movie theater that's abandoned there. There's a laboratory. There's a hospital. All all of it's abandoned. Uh, I took photos of it. Hor- not great pictures. I'm going to hopefully try to re-edit them. I want to get back there and see this again. I don't know how what the condition of them is now, but uh, this was only a few years back. So I'm assuming they're still there. But um, uh, in the middle of this park is this big neo-Gothic building called the Castle. This was the, probably the coolest part. Uh, it was once the officer's club where all the officers would hang out like at night, you know, chill out, have a cigar, have some alcohol, listen to some tunes, right, hang out with your fellow officers. Uh, and and you, can, you can take a tour of it. It was closed by the time we were actually there, uh, but now it's called the Bayside Historical Society. So if you're ever at Fort, uh, Fort Totten, you can go check that out. I would love to go back and see the rest of the fort. It's really cool. Uh, the thing that really, the thing that really blew my mind, and, I, and my friend was just like, "What? What is it with you in this?" Uh, there's a bridge that crosses over the river right there at Fort Totten. It's called the Throg's Neck Bridge, uh, where, the, where the freeway runs over, you know, from from Queens to Long Island. And I, for whatever reason, I just I thought that was the greatest bridge ever. It's this huge suspension bridge, and I had never been over a suspension bridge this big. Right, we're talking, you know, gigantic suspension bridge, and uh, for whatever reason, I just kept talking about that bridge, and he was like, "Dude, let it go." It's, I, I know it's cool, but like, I just I was fascinated by this giant bridge. Um, but Throg's Neck, yeah, and it was a perfect day that day. It was like the clouds. It was it was a, it was a you know a, a, a fall day when we went there, and uh, the clouds were just that perfect fall mix of like dark and light and blue sky and and shadows on the water. It was awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, that was definitely that. That was that was our adventure in, uh, in in on Long Island. There's a whole bunch of other things in Long Island uh, that I would love to get to. At the far end, four hours away, if you drive down the Long Island Expressway, is Montauk Point, where supposedly the Montauk experiments happened back in the day. The old radar station down there. That supposedly there was a secret base there that was into all kinds of you know not natural activity, not natural experiments with uh, you know. Uh, 
psionic powers and stuff like that, you know, uh, telepathy, that kind of thing. There's a whole look, look up look up Montauk Point, look up the Montauk project sometime. It's crazy. Um I would love to go there and check that out. It looks like a really cool place, but we'll we'll see what we can do. It's, it's the drive is just it's such a long drive to get there. Um we'll see what happens in the future. All right. Um what else do we want to talk about? Uh, let's 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 bump over to Staten Island. Staten Island is on the other side of of New York, on the southern end. It's one of the boroughs of of New York, um, and it's it's how do I put Staten? Staten Island is is it's kind of like I wouldn't call it suburbs, but I would definitely call it, it's it's just this area. It's all you know all inhabited, but there are some areas that are wild on the island. It's it's basically back in the day where the mob used to bury all all the, the people they whacked. Right, it was kind of a kind of a place to dump your your dump your problems. Right, Staten Island uh, was where the mob would do that kind of thing. So it it, it has a, a crazy history. This island has a crazy history, and uh, the one place we wanted to stop at has a very crazy story with it too. Uh, the New York City Farm Colony. Um, I found this place by accident. I was looking at Google Maps and I was going over Staten Island looking for possible things that might be abandoned and I was hovering over this area and I it's, what do I see through the trees but the outlines of what looked like old dormitories like completely surrounded by woods right there were no no open areas and I'm like what's that so I did some research and I found out that it was a it was called you know there's this New York City farm colony it was a, it was a poorhouse back in the day uh, they built it there uh, it was it was you know for poor people to work off their debt um, you know, the people that lived there had to work. Uh, you cultivated your crops. You did, you know, your fruits and vegetables and all that. They worked there in exchange for for living there. So it was it was a poorhouse basically. And uh, I want to say later on it was used for tuberculosis. But this place, this place, you know, it started off again in the 1800s. And as time went on, they would build you know more and more to it. But I want to say eventually it became a psych hospital, part of the psych hospital. Uh, nearby is is Willowbrook State. State School, which was part of a, a much bigger, uh, another another psych hospital, which I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, so it closed in 1975, and back in those days, you know, they, they, they just kind of abandoned it. Like nothing happened with it. This this farm colony, these and there's these giant, massive dormitories back there and you can tell they're very old and they've started to crumble and they're very dangerous inside but they are amazing to walk through you know and a lot of a lot of these they have these big open areas where you can tell they had the dormitories for these people that live there and they were partitioned off most of those partitions are gone you can kind of see you know pieces parts of like door frames that are still like the door frames are there but the walls are gone it's really weird uh but it's just a surreal place but um it closed in 1975, all right, and uh, they tore some of it down. Uh, in 1983, they tore some of it down. They built they built uh, what's called a Babe Ruth League a baseball diamond for the kids, uh, and it, it's basically right up against the property. So there's a you know not more than a few feet away from this, this these ball games that are these kids are playing baseball are these abandoned, decrepit, kind of creepy buildings, all right. Um, they made it a landmark in '85, so there are still there's still a, a whole complex back in these woods, and the, the woods have reclaimed this entire property. Um, we rolled up on this place. Uh, there's a side street uh, where on one side is the, the the hospital property, and it's all overgrown. There's a fence that runs along the side of it, and on the other side of the street is your your normal 
everyday neighborhood, you know, houses and, you know, kids playing outside and, you know, cars parked and whatever. It, it was like a normal street. Uh, you know, we, we did a couple drive arounds and of course we, we found a hole and we parked right in front of the hole. You know, there were cars parked on that side of the street. So we parked right in front of this hole and we rolled right out of the car through the hole and into the woods. Like, so no one would see us. We were sneaky like that. All right. Cause there were people out, there were people out walking around, there were people out, you know, washing cars or whatever else. Uh, so we, we, we sneakily, I don't know that anybody would have cared that we were in there, but we weren't going to take that chance. But we, we snuck in through these, you know, this, this, this fence and we walked through the woods and, you know, everything is still there from when it was a state hospital. This place had, uh, you know, paths that would go everywhere. Um, you know, these huge dormitories, there were just dozens of these dormitories back there uh, and all of them looked the same, but inside there were all kinds of different, you know, in different states of decay. Most of the, most of these buildings are very far gone. Uh, they look like some kind of ancient ruins. I mean, it looks, it's that, you know, of course they're all painted, you know, spray painted up and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, there was an old greenhouse back there that was, you know, completely, all the glass was gone, but there was, you know, all the old metal fixtures where the water used to come out and, you know, spray the, the flower beds inside of the greenhouse. Those were still there. There was a whole playground back there, like an old school metal swing set like you'd see like at the turn of the century it wasn't like a a nice plastic one of those cheap plastic ones you get you know with with the plastic slide and all that today it was like a real metal like welded metal pipe situation um it was just very creepy back there it was just a creepy feel uh it, it was interesting but it was a creepy feel now i did not find out until later i did not find out until later that on the site of this property back in the 70s and 80s the locals had a boogeyman story they would tell their brothers and sisters, you know, parents tell their kids about, you know, a, a, a boogeyman, a boogeyman called the Cropsy who would take kids who weren't, you know, who would take kids, you know, grab kids off the street and they'd disappear. There was like this whole, you know, this the story they would tell. So here's this perfect example of, you know, life imitating art. I don't want to call it art, but these stories, like these stories that were told, um, wouldn't you know it, at the end of the, the 70s and 80s, people started to just, kids started to disappear from this area of Staten Island. Um, uh, strangely, kids that were all mentally handicapped started to disappear. Uh, there was a 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome named Jennifer Schweiger. She was disappeared off the face of the earth, and, you know, different people had started to disappear, and nobody could find them. And, uh, you know, sure enough, they, they find this, 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 this girl buried in a shallow grave on the property of, uh, of the, the farm colony. Um, you know, and eventually, uh, after investigation and, and, and dragging the place and cop, they, they didn't find any other bodies of these disappeared kids, but she was the first one found. And she was buried, uh, in this horrible way. Uh, they discovered that there was a, a vagrant, a, a, a guy living on the land. His name was Andre Rand. He was a convicted child kidnapper. Um, he uh, admitted to kidnapping this girl, but he never admitted to killing her. They couldn't find any evidence. You know, this was a time when DNA, uh, was, the DNA situation wasn't what it is today, where you can you can find those things. You can you can do a lot more today than you could then. Um, he never admitted to it, but it, it, all all fingers pointed to this guy being there. It turns out he at one point had been. Uh, an inmate, and I don't want to call him inmate, but he was a, a resident of, of, of the local Willowbrook State School. Um, he was there as a child. Um, uh, he stayed there and became a custodian there. And when they closed the state school down, he stayed 
on the property. He was living in some of the abandoned buildings. He was living in lean-tos. He was hanging out on the property. And all fingers point to this guy. Now, he, he admitted to, to kidnapping, but he never admitted to, to murder. So they never were able to figure out whether he was the one that did it or not. Seems like it probably would be the case, but without without like a smoking gun, they couldn't they couldn't do anything. So you know he he got for for his kidnapping he got put in for twenty five years, uh, and later he admitted to more, uh, and they doubled his sentence. So he's he's got fifty years to life. He's I think he's still in prison right now. Um, this whole story, uh, unbelievably, um, was what kind of sparked off Geraldo Rivera's career. All right, 1972, uh, Geraldo was just a budding, you know, uh, 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 news guy, and he actually went to Willowbrook to do some investigation on this. And uh, when he went in there, it was just horrific. He found it just it was just hor- horrific conditions in this place where this guy used to live. Um, you know, the disabled kids that were there were mistreated. They were living in their own filth. It was just this horrible thing, and, and that kind of sparked the beginning of the end of of the psychiatric hospital system. Um, this kind of this this whole situation, this whole murder, kind of sparked that off and again they've never been able to figure out if he murdered this girl or not they don't know they've never found the other bodies you know are the other bodies on that property possibly who knows um you know walking through there it was it, it I, I said it was just a weird it was a weird creepy vibe so who knows maybe 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 they are still there i don't know we don't know uh he's not talking uh, there's a really cool uh, documentary on it. They were called the Cropsey Murders, based on this 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 boogeyman called Cropsey. Cropsey turned out to be a real guy, all right? Andre Rand. Uh, there's a really cool documentary called Cropsey. It's just called Cropsey. Um, it's actually on YouTube for free, so I'm gonna actually link that. I'm gonna link that video if you're interested in watching it. It's a it's a crazy story. Uh, these filmmakers, uh, in more recent times, I want to say it's like ten years ago, they go on the hunt to try to find you know, what happened with this guy and what he did with these kids. And they go onto the property. So you get to see some of these old buildings. Uh, You can actually see this in the video. So I'll link that YouTube video uh, in the, in the description below for this. All right. Um, So that, that was basically our adventure. Uh, We did have one other attempt. We made an attempt on a nearby hospital uh, called Seaview. Seaview hospital was this historic tuberculosis hospital. And it was basically right across the street from the, uh, the farm colony. Um, it's pretty much shut down now as a, a, a hospital. It's a historic district now. And a lot of these buildings have been turned into apartments and condos. Um, there are still parts to it that are abandoned and in ruins. Um, we tried to get there. <laughs> we thought we were being smart. We parked, uh, offsite at a Jewish community center that was kind of off the beaten path around, around down the way from this place. And we walked through the woods, up these hills, through these ravines, um, and along this big long fence, we found a hole in the fence. We're like, oh, we're on to this. And uh, there was this big ravine with, with with a road that came down from from you know the top part of the hospital came down to this where this abandoned hospital was. Well, we of course run down the ravine and up the other side. And as soon as we did that, this red truck comes rolling right through and sees us. And we're like, all right, it's time to go. So we we left. We never were able to get into Seaview. I would love to try it again. This this hospital is just it's it's insanely awesome, and I'd love to get back inside there. If you've ever been to Seaview, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the place. I've I've seen photos. I it just it's one of those places that's on my bucket list, and I would love to go back. Um, if you're from New York and you're willing to hook up with a couple of us, I would love to meet you guys out there and check it out this 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 either this winter or fall or whatever. Let me know. Uh, spring, whatever, whatever works. All right. 
Um, but that's the end of the story for Staten Island and Long Island for now. Um, I'm going to hit the rest of this uh, some other point. Uh, Eastern uh, New York has a lot of cool stuff in it. Uh, I would love to talk about our adventures in New York City. That's a whole other ball game. That's a whole other adventure. So on some other episode, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, that's the story for now. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful evening. All right. Uh, we will see you in the next one. Uh, don't forget, if you enjoyed this, please head on over to Mr. P Explorers. Let us know. All right. Uh, if you have any ideas for shows and you'd like to hear some, some different things, let us know there too. Just drop me a message. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Vero. Follow me on Twitter. All right. All that information is on Mr. P Explorers or in the, the description below. Uh, come on over and say hi. Love to hear from you. All right. So I'm going to go and take some more medicine and rest for a while because I am dying here. It's taken everything I have uh, on me to, to get this broadcast done today. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. All right, we will see you in the next one. Have a wonderful weekend. As always, keep on exploring, keep on shooting, and we'll see you on down the road. This is Mr. P signing off.